I'm Kelly. And I'm Steve. And this is Coupled with Chaos. 90 Day Fiancé, Happily Ever After, Season 7, Episode 14, Battlefield. Before we get started, I promised you that I would have some November statistics. We recorded a total of 23 shows in November. 23 separate shows. That seems like a lot. That does seem like a lot. For $4 a month. 18 hours and 50 minutes of total content in the month of November. It's almost 19 hours of the month. So I'm thinking, bang for your buck, $3.99 a month for our Patreon. What do we have? Battlefield this time? I think when, when I get done with this episode and I thought about it, I couldn't help but think of submission, right? Uh-huh. Between Ed and Jovi, and I think everybody, Ed, Jovi, Bilal, all of them, if you're not doing what they want, if you're not, you're... What was it? Bilal said something about, you know, you haven't done anything for me. What have you yeah, done, what for have you done for me? All of that. <laughs> so rude. If you're not, do- and he's so of- offended by everything that if you're not doing what he wants, you're not trying to make him happy. Right. It's like you're for me or against me. Right. There's no uh, partnership. Right. You either do exactly what I want you to do. Or you're not in consideration of my feelings at all. And you're not committed to the relationship. It's not his feelings at all that he's worried about. It's submission that he's worried about. And Jovi's really the same way. Bilal, what's this whole thing start with? A helicopter ride over New York? And I said to you right then, I feel like this is what he is trying to avoid losing out on. He wants... To be able to be free to go and do whatever he feels like. Mm. He doesn't want to be tied down by a kid. Yeah, you're not taking a kid up in a helicopter ride. I think I'm not going in a helicopter ride anymore. I think I've done it. I did it as a um, fake casualty in the Army. Uh-huh. I spent like a week as um, a different casualty about every hour. Mm-hmm. And then they would strap me or stick me in a helicopter without doors on it. And we'd fly over Berlin. Wow. Yeah. So That sounds scary though. Because aren't you, know, you aren't you strapped on the outside or inside? Well, no, no, this wasn't like Mash. Oh, okay, that's dating ourselves, a TV okay. show. No, this was like if you had like a back or neck injury, then you were on a board, uh-huh. and the board was strapped. The scary part is the the board was strapped to the floor of the helicopter. So literally, when we did a hard bank, if you weren't secure, secure, you slide right out. And this the was sides tra- are open. This was training. Yeah, the sides are open. Wow. That's you don't think about it until we start banking. Oh my gosh. That and, sounds scary. And then you realize this is a training exercise. And did you we, wet your pants? We hear so often now, we don't think about it then, but we hear so often now of the incidents that happen in the military in training exercises. Mm-hmm. I can see just me rolling out on Audubon too. <laughs> there I go, Steve. Well, you know. It happens. I was so I think this stuff is behind me. We kind of talked about it during the show. I'm like, I'm not going up in a helicopter. I'm 50 plus. I don't need it. Risk reward. You, you'd go up in one? Maybe. I mean, if we're doing this, we're doing this together. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I wouldn't if you wouldn't, but I mean, I'm game. Yeah. I just think of how, 
I don't know. When I think about accidents, helicopters well, are so freaky. It's kind of bucket list, right? So, I you know, know, I asked you, would you would you go on a bungee course? Yeah, nah. Do a I mean, bungee I, jump. Would you skydive? No, nah, I'm not doing any of that Would anymore. you... You know what's on my bucket would list? Would you go on one of those parasailing things nah, off the back of a I boat? Think I think so. that would be cool. It's not that I'm afraid. I'm like, you know what my, you know what my bucket list is now? What? Living. Yeah, I think I'm good with that. I'll Living be all right. until you don't? <laughs> yeah, until I don't. And I think, you know, one of those things would be like, you don't. And so, I'm all right. If I did it, fine. If I didn't, I'm not going to go seek it out. I remember we flew, we had that, where I was with the owner of the company in Virginia. And we flew on a private plane and, an, you know, an engine was going down. And then the pilot came out. The pilot came out of... The cabin looked out the window at the engine, went back. Then he came back out again and looked at the engine again. And then we landed in Akron and got a different plane. So I'm like, yeah, you know, that's enough. This is kind of how the bad things happen. So so I got no more of that at all. Do we know how old Bilal is? Um, I Didn't we think – I thought he was – 41? Mm. Somewhere around there is what I think. Like, so, so he's still of an age to be I, Yeah, stuff. I don't. I mean, I, I just don't remember. It seems like 41 and 37 or 41 and 39, something like that. I think that's what it is. She's probably 37. I could have the ages wrong. I I get, um, you know, it's hard to remember. Mm-hmm. So he's older than she is, I'm pretty right. sure. You know, he's focusing on, you see them when they get out of the helicopter and he said, you know, she hits him up for the baby stuff again. And, I mean, this is the storyline. So I see that it's got to happen. But she doesn't waste any time ruining the trip, which is what he used to do. He would go take her somewhere and then decide that it was time to have a conversation mm-hmm. or school her about something. Mm-hmm. But he came out with, what have you done for me? And I sat up in the chair. I went, my goodness. One, you know what I think she did? She didn't push him out of the flipping helicopter. That's what she didn't do. That was probably be good. You're lucky you're still alive. That's what I did for you. (laughs) Right. You're alive. That's good. I think that's uh, the best you can hope for. He said, I do everything for you. What have you done for me? I'm like, wow. Yeah, he's rude. Yeah, completely. And it's it's about, it's completely about control. Control, totally. Mm. There's been some stuff on Reddit I've seen bouncing around that said that at the beginning, um, Shida said that she didn't want a baby. What? I do not recall that it se- at all. It seems right from the beginning, like almost the first line out of her mouth was, I want a baby. Right. I mean, we haven't had them on for... Because that was part of her looking for love and wanting to get married was because she was getting older and wanted to have a baby. Or maybe the talk is, is that when they got together before the show, that's what she was. And then she switched. He says a lot about the contract and they got time and she's pretty clear that the doctor changed all of this. The doctor's office visit. I agree with her on that. He, like, forgot about it. That, like, really didn't happen. He said that she's the one that's changed. You changed, right? 
Mm. I noticed that um, he didn't wear a ring. I did a little checking on that. It could be a religious thing for him. I think surely like he can't wear gold. Like gold is a thing he can't wear. Okay, it's hard to tell, you know, which group he's affiliated with and what the rules are. But um, that seems to be frowned upon to wear a ring. It's like if you wear okay. one, you can wear one on your pinky finger. But those hands are so those those fingers are supposed to stay free from what I had, what I had seen. So I was kind of like, hey, he's not wearing a ring. It's interesting. So I wondered if it was a. He didn't seem to have really, didn't seem to be a jewelry guy. I see him with a watch on, but not a lot of jewelry with him. So. I wonder if he wears fancy cufflinks. Yeah, well. He's always trying to give off pretty sure he does. money. <clears throat> the big discussion here was from um, Utris and having Shida not wear, um, or not um Remember take to take control, her birth control. Except she wasn't taking it. Yeah, so... Were you I, surprised by that? Well, I think yes and no. I think initially <laughs> I would say yes because of the conversation that we saw from Bilal. Didn't it make you think that she was the one taking it? Mm, I, I thought so, but I'm not sure why I thought so. I think it was... I think it's all maybe production driven. Mm. Like we have seen Utris a couple of times refer to birth control yes, and and maybe it was kind of planted in our head. Uh-huh, I think so too. Does it surprise you though uh that Bilal would be in control it of the does birth not, control? And it's because he wants to be in control. He wouldn't leave Let's it. face it, no guy wants to have a rain jacket, right? When married, if you have other options, nobody wants that. Yeah, that's a pretty disciplined right. thing to have happen. And doesn't the pause to get that really you kind think of it suck would be an the event. moment away a little bit? Yeah, I, I would assume. So, um, you know. It's not the kind of podcast that we talk about here. I'm just saying. So I really think that it's about control, about him not trusting her to have control over that. Yeah, completely. 100% he doesn't trust her because she could just say she took it and didn't. Right. This is more of a bigger or thing. Forget. I, I kind of researched whether or not this was legal too. I didn't spend a lot of time in research about um, religious research here, but there would be nothing against them using birth control. There's nothing there. The rule for birth control would be that the man has to know about it and, and be in support of it religiously. Of using it. Yes. Uh -huh. She wouldn't be allowed to use it without him. His knowledge. His knowledge. That would be against their religion. Okay. It seems to be pretty much the only limit. I could see him. There's um, – if if the only I think male birth control is probably a hormone thing, and I it just I can't see him being at a point where he would um, take his hormones and reduce yeah. the level of them to to get this. So I'm assuming that his birth control is is a condom is what he yeah. would use. I'm assuming he'd check them too to make sure she didn't poke a hole in them or something. No, he probably doesn't leave them at the house. <laughs> He would be in possession of them. Yes, it would be like wallet or his car like a chastity belt is what it would be. I think or, she or could keep it in a locked safe or something. Yeah, it would be that in his he, closet. Right. Wouldn't surprise me. Oh, and as stuck as he is on himself, I'm sure it would be a big ordeal. He goes to get the box. I'm now right. going to grace you with my manhood. Yeah. Here it is. I shall sheath 
whatever. I'm going to stop before we get there. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, the whole thing. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit tired of the baby talk. Yeah, I wish they'd just get to resolution. One yeah. Way or I mean, I get a little of his point here. I mean, if you're in it and married, she's talking freely about leaving so quickly and they just gotten together. This, the whole yeah, point. Yeah, that bothers me, but she was clear that the decision to accept his proposal was based upon the commitment to having a baby. Really? I don't remember them saying yes, that. Yes, she said I that. was joking. They probably said it. We've probably heard it 40 or 50 times right. already, haven't so, we? So, yeah. So, you know, it's that's not a surprise. It's not like she sprang it on him. I mean, legitimately, do you really think they'll have one or not it's have like one? It's like he didn't take her seriously. How could she? How could you not? Or does he think he'll wear her down or that she will just comply and she'll just have to do what he says? Yeah, and I think even when he put it in the uh, the prenup, I think he used the language of when you're 40 because the likelihood of getting pregnant is so much lower then. I don't think he ever really wanted to have a baby. You should never, and we're, I think we're consistent. I don't want to speak for you either, but I, I think um, Utrecht should not be, a, if she is really a friend, she should not be anymore. Yeah. For her to suggest yeah, that, deceiving. that that's, that's not, not cool. cool. That's not good at all. And that would not be good for a marriage. I, I get where she go where she's going, but that's not cool at all. Mm. No one should be tricked into anything like no. that. And if she'd even suggest that. Yeah. It's pretty crap. Yeah, that's not. I think um Jovi's along the same not that far, but while we're talking babies, we talked last week a bit about Jovi's idea that baby number two would just be the glue that held everybody together. Uh I don't think that's the no. case. Not at all. I think what we do know is Yara really seems like she hates Louisiana. Yes. I can't see her at any time soon being on the Louisiana Tourism Council. No. She says it's really bad. Ever. Never, ever. She hates it there. I hate it there. Well, she kind of really has from the beginning. Yeah. How about a second baby? It's the same thing. It's control. Mm-hmm. Jovi's trying to control her again. Yeah, and uh, and the timing of him bringing this up is so suspect. Well, it is. He had to know that that would be her reaction. No, I don't think he's that smart. I really think I Jovi- mean, just based on timing alone, even if she wanted one. The, the, there's no way you, you could see it as anything but a manipulation because he hasn't ever mentioned it any other time. I really don't think he's that bright. Wow. Like of all the 90-day cast members, he may be, I don't know, the least smart or, or just oblivious to everybody around him. I, I mean, look at his – we talked about it in the side interviews. We're not – Naive enough to know that maybe production doesn't push them in the side interviews to say or to read something. Hey, we need you to say something like this. Oh, hey, I, that didn't come out so good. You coughed. Could you say it again? Kind of like if we have a bad intro or something and we start from the beginning. Hey, let's do that over again. Mm-hmm. 
So they probably record a couple of different versions. Jovi is the worst at the side interviews than I have ever seen. <laughs> it seems like he's reading off a cue card. Really? He's just bad at it. I mean, really bad. I can only imagine. I love. We've always said we wanted to talk. The um, to a former producer. Yeah, the Bears all when they had that producer on was the best. That was ever. really great. Really, I'm going to say the best 20 minutes of 90 day ever. Yeah, that was pretty enlightening. I mean, we were completely enthralled too. We were just enraptured. But they can't staring at the TV. They can't do it. Because they're, they'll are violate the trust. I'm sure these cast yeah. members put a lot of trust in these producers. Uh-huh. They're probably, for them, it's to almost be like family, to get close to them. But Jovi's just bad at this. I mean, really, just watch them and go, this is, this is horrible. And you think this is the best they've got. They've probably got a hundred of these takes. And they go, he's just horrible. He's just mm-hmm. no good at this. Hmm. I mean, for him, this baby thing, it's it almost like he's drowning and reaching for a life jacket. Right. Anything he can do. But you think it, do you think it's control or you think it's fear? It's manipulation. You think he's afraid that she'll leave? Yes. Absolutely. This is all fear driven. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, guess. he pretty much says it. Yeah. I don't know. He says, with all this talk about her being unhappy, what guarantee does he have that she's ever going to come back? I mean, I think they said that in the preview. His great compromise has to be leaving. It has to be. If he doesn't work where he lives, they got to move. He has to do something to acknowledge that she has got issues with their relationship. Right. This is this is the move. Everything she's doing is really a cry for help, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it really started with um, the situation with Gwen. She was really depressed about that. You could tell. And, you know, Gwen was really her only ally there. Mm-hmm. And when they had the falling out, she was really alone. I think that's when this pull really started for, I need a support system. Because Jovi's not that support system. Right. He has to do a couple of things. One is be that support for her. And and there's nothing he can do right now in Europe to convince her of that. This isn't a words can get you out of this. Uh This is a long-term action plan that he'd have to – I guess his best thing to do here – would be let her stay while he's at work and then tell her, let's get out of whenever our lease is up. Let's pick another city to move to. He's probably stuck to the region. I would assume Dallas, New Orleans, whatever he's doing is, Coastal. I think, in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh-huh. So they've got to be somewhere in here. Maybe it's Houston, something like that. They got to be around there. But to make that and to make an effort and promise we are going to find a place here, right? Uh-huh. And with that, we'll set up a way for you to travel back and forth. Maybe every other time I'm going to work. Hmm. And, and to Well, se- but that's only going to work for so long because once the kids start sure, school, then but that's the end this of that. is still 
I don't so think maybe he, that's his his out, his comfort, is that it would just be a temporary arrangement. I don't think you can come up with a permanent solution now. He's got to find a way to move this, to kick this ball down the road uh-huh. and move things in a positive direction. This, you're going, what we see in the preview, you're going with me and that's that. Yeah, that's not going to go over well with her. We don't see too many people where that would work well. I mean, it's the same kind of Angela with Billy and putting your foot down. And it's just about, um, you know, ordering somebody to do something. I'm not, I'm not saying you got to manipulate somebody, but there are ways to, to move things in the right direction. And with him not being willing to do that at all, mm-hmm. it shows. And yeah. she's going to, I mean, it's like, I don't know, it's like riding a bull or trying to uh, tame a horse or something. Yeah, I don't know. You you don't go in there and beat on it uh-huh. and have it submit. Why? It's just yeah, you you're you're good short term compliance, and that's it. To force her to come back to the states would be trouble. I don't think it would go well at all. You know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. His friend is this guy. He says, "I miss the times when we could ball out all the time." Well, honestly, I think ball she's. Out. She's feeling the same way because what is it she's wanting to do? She's wanting to be free to go off with her friends and and do grown-up things that don't involve children. Mm-hmm. So really, she's, he, she feels the same. They're, they're looking to get breaks from parenthood, both of them. I think we had – you know, times get tough. And, well, and we talked about it in previous weeks. You either grow together or you grow apart. And I don't think either of them has sufficiently matured to be able to handle this situation appropriately. My thought is... They definitely should not have more children at this point. My thought is I think Jovi would be just fine if he never had a child. Right. I believe Yara is completely devoted to hers. She is, but she also... Misses her old life. Yes, she does. And I think being in Europe would find a, a, would be a part of that. And being around her yeah, because mom. Because her mom would be able to keep the kid. That's why. Because it gives her freedom. Yeah, that sadly. She doesn't currently enjoy. Sadly, as I look at the child more and more, she looks a lot like Jovi. Yeah, you keep saying that. This is not a positive thing, for probably, a for a girl. <laughs> Hopefully, it changes over time. I'm not sure Jovi would be the best look for uh, a girl in the future. I'm just guessing. Yeah. That hot spa, that seemed fun, didn't it? Mm-hmm. You saw the snow and the hot tub. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was even a hot lake. Yeah, so, that looked neat. Yeah, that was pretty cool with the snow going. Maybe because we don't see a lot of snow here. Maybe that's it. Although we have been in the hot tub in the snow before. Yeah, we have. So. His friend, we started, started talking about him. He's glad to be with Jovi without all of those damn girls around. Yeah. And misses the chance, the time when they used to ball out all the time. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm not sure. I think Jovi misses that too. I guess we can imagine what ball out is. Yeah, party. It's probably not good. Jovi says he hasn't changed. And and that shouldn't be something (laughs) he's bragging about. You should have changed. Yeah. It makes me think he Jovi is just Steven from Steven and Olga. Right. I'll just take the Yeah, just take the me. baby to the strip club. <laughs> That's the only thing he hasn't done. Right. Hmm. 
take the baby to the strip club. Actually, they did do that. I don't they? think they took the baby. Are you sure? Yeah, we would have talked about that if I the baby was. I thought they did that one no, time. No, no, they went to the strip club. I'm really positive we would have discussed okay. them taking it to the strip club, and you and I have never had that conversation. So that would have happened. It would have been bad for everybody, but cool for podcasters. Yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> Sometimes we root for stuff, like we root for him to say maybe a second baby will. Fix our problems. We go, yes. We love Jovi for that. Score. Yeah, it's better. I mean, it's easier for us, I guess, to, to talk about the negative and the bad things that they do and the mistakes that they make. I'm not sure that – what has Jovi done that's been positive here other than, I guess, going, right? Yeah. I mean, that's been a positive. They went on the trip. He's not hitting a lot of home runs here. Yeah. And the friend was a bad idea. He's got to be able to maneuver a couple weeks without a drinking buddy. Yeah. Because it's not a good look. And then, and like when they got back to the hotel, and the first thing he said before they even got in the lobby was, Well, I'm going to go to the bar. Yeah. What happens <laughs> if when we go, if Yara comes and she brings her best friend as a drinking buddy or as whatever, something that Joby wouldn't do? I don't know what it would be, but. I don't know, a pedicure buddy or whatever you want to call it. But if she would have done that, well, we're not going anywhere without, you know, I don't speak the language so well. I need a Ukrainian person with me so that when you're talking to your American friends, I can be, I could have somebody here. He wouldn't stand for it. There's no way he would let her have a friend around. All the time. No, it wouldn't. But he's got to have one with him yeah. so he can go drink. I'm pretty negative on Jovi. I noticed. Yeah, well, you know. He's probably got to do a little better job at this. Well, and I think his mother would agree. Yeah. I remember I mean, she gave him. She's been pretty uh, honest about yeah. him from the beginning. Oh, Ed. I think Ed, again, this time, although on the surface, you'd say, well, Ed wasn't so bad this time. At the end, he seemed supportive. Mm-hmm, he did. This whole discussion about the couch and the sofa. Oh, that annoyed me to no end. I said, here he is trying to demean and diminish her again. He always wants to make her sound and look stupid and make himself sound and feel superior. And it annoys me. Yes, yeah, like he's cultured in some way. You know what he wears? He wears like pink yeah, crocs. How many times? Have we seen his place? Yeah, how many times did he say that he. He's most concerned with design when they were looking at the over office. and over again. If he that was, con- he has taste. He said, "Sofa versus couch." I <sighs> bet you we smack could. Him right I'll now. bet you we could go back and pre. He's been on so many episodes. We could go back and get him referring to something like that as a couch instead yeah. of a sofa. When I grew up, my grandmother, what they called it, the Davenport. You ever heard of a Davenport? Uh huh. Yes, yeah, so that's what it was growing up, sitting on the Davenport. <laughs> It was a brand name is what it was. Really? That would be, what did he say? What was his mid-century modern is what uh-huh. he was going for? Yeah. So that would be what, 40, 1940s, the 60s, probably somewhere in there is know. what he would, well, mid-century modern. So that would be it. That would probably be, maybe a Davenport started a little bit before then. But, so how about that? Somebody's always got something up, one up on the other person. 
I don't know. Maybe I can never tell if that's like a Midwestern thing or because I only have my experience from growing up in the Midwest. But I, his just attitude about that. He talks down to her. Totally. About, about her. her. Yeah. And ever, but with her. Yeah. I mean, I, it just, I wanted to literally punch him. Yeah. I, I mean, he too. said some rude things before, but this, it just felt, it felt like a, it was just biting. Well, he, he, he speaks to and about her like a child. Yeah. And it just really highlights the age difference. Well, it's not even just that. It's just that he's, I mean, it's that he talks he so down to her. He draws attention to it all the time. Like he is cultured. and Yeah, and he's, he's not. not. He's gross. He puts mayonnaise in, in his hair. hair. And, yeah, how, and shaves his back with nair on a paintbrush, paint roller. No, it's not a bad idea. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, I guess, gross. you know. But still, it's all of this. And as bad as everything is, I think we kind of had a jaw-dropping moment here. And I don't remember how much this has been discussed before. I don't we, think it has. It we, was a surprise to me. The details of Liz's custody. Yeah, I said this explains why we've never seen her daughter on the show. Because she doesn't have the right to make that decision because she doesn't have any custody. I guess what we don't know is this abusive relationship she was with, was it this guy or was there somebody between? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how this guy got custody. And it's full custody. Yeah. So this, he's got full if custody. If he was the abusive guy, then there's no way to There's get no custody. way. He can't be the abusive guy. So it must have been a relationship in I, between. I don't know, but I can't imagine Liz would let him. So either she let him have full custody. Or. It was ordered that he have full custody. Because maybe of her drinking. Yeah, but that's not a thing. Drinking isn't a thing, right? You could drink well, and have custody I mean, of a she child. could have been drinking all the time and maybe drove with the kid in the car or something like well, that. Well, then you'd have something. That would make sense. But just drinking isn't enough. You'd no, have to but have... I mean, you know, she I, she's had a bit of a problem. Because I think you don't even have to have a – be in a stable relationship to have custody. You know, well, there's so many things. she was awfully concerned about showing stability – in order to fight for any custodial rights with him leaving the well, country. if he's... And, and so that makes you think that he proved her unstable at some point. Yes. Or she volunteered that she was un. She either gave up custody or it got taken from her. I mean, those are really the only two options. So she must pay child support then. And I don't even think she has regular visitation because she says, I have her... On occasion. <laughs> Maybe that would explain why we haven't seen her. Right. My thought is, if that was possible, Ed would probably exploit her for personal gain. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Because he's Ed and Ed does what Ed does. <sighs> but she gets back. It's the, I mean, it's the same thing that we talked about with the others they have stressful times, and she chooses to separate from Ed during stressful times. Uh-huh. This is not what healthy people should do in relationships. If 
during stressful times, you go away from your significant other instead of using them as a support system, in general... That would not be a sign of a healthy relationship. Exactly. I got to get away from him because things are stressed now. And she didn't really say they were stressed with him. They were just stressed. She had gone through her savings for his sake. You know, she's got to put her foot down before you get through your savings. Uh Uh-huh. We are the wrong people to talk about about using your savings (laughs) and having them run out. The time to stop using your savings would be when? Before you start. Before you start using your savings. Unless it's an emergency. Right. And And there's no other option. Dating Ed and Ed saying, I don't want you working, isn't an emergency enough for that. There are real emergencies where that has to happen. Right. That's the kind of the purpose of saving. It doesn't seem like in our, I guess the way we would look at it, this doesn't seem like an accurate or a way. No, it does not qualify. No. This is not a good use of your savings. And now they're out. I've used them all. I got to go back to work. Different if you have an injury. I can't walk. And and now before she has even started making any money, they're already trying to spend it on a house. Yeah. You a, know, they would one point. What was it? One point two nine. Yeah. One point three. Yeah. One point three million dollar yeah. house. For it didn't look like that big of a place. Yeah. You know where they need to be living? Arkansas. Bentonville. Yeah. I'm sure you could get a good deal on a place there. I don't know. I can't imagine his photography business is enough to support them. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder what his other business ventures are. No talent. I wonder if he doesn't have maybe, you know, his family's in the real estate business there. It wouldn't surprise me if he had some properties or something. Yeah, something. And he just went around managing them. It wouldn't shock me that that would be Yeah, because since he's been dating Liz, we haven't really ever seen him working. No, we've seen some photo shoots and stuff. But there's no way he works enough for that. No. To afford, if they're paying $1.2 million for that, and in the DFW area, that house is probably three fifty, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably what that is. It's a three hundred fifty thousand dollar house in Dallas. And it's a one point two million dollars there. That's a bit odd, but it's got all the things he likes. Ed looking for a house with metal and wood, wood and plastic and glass, glass. and <laughs> air, yeah, and lights, and he maybe some water. You could have some water in his house. He's just horrible. Like he knows stuff. Yeah. That house didn't I'm I I didn't really take a good look at it. I didn't look at it. That I was house listening. didn't look mid century modern. It you know what it looked? It looked modern. I saw mm-hmm. nothing mid century about it other than I think like that whole San Diego, Palm Springs area. I think it is probably the like I don't know. Um the capital of mid-century modern architecture and stuff like that. So he, well, he mentioned said something that's about what he was going going, going for, for was architecture. He just has words. Yeah, he's just pretending that he, he knows like what it. he's talking about. He didn't know anything about any of that. Buying a house together, though, would probably not be a wise move. These two are not going to be together a decade from now. Mm-hmm. Are no. we? 
Are, are we in agreement there? Yes. The chances of them being together? The chances of them even getting to the wedding are slim to none. Yeah, the previews made us think that she was breaking it off. Uh-huh. I like last the thousandth week. thousandth time. Yeah, last week. This time, I mean, she's 29. She gets offered a kind of a partnership That's in a restaurant. A That's probably the best thing for her. Yes, it would be. You know what? For her, working 80 hours a week is probably the best move. Mm-hmm. No matter what Ed wants. Hmm. Yeah, and like she said, they don't necessarily need all this time together. No. Because they just bicker and drink. I mean, these two shouldn't be together. It's just period. Right. Not at all. I just couldn't. Just the custody thing just kind of dropped us. Yeah. We the assumptions we'd made about full and partial custody, and but that when we heard this, you turned and looked at me and went, "This is big, isn't it?" Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Because there's a situation there. Yeah, because it means there's more to this story, her story that we don't know. Hmm. That has been withheld for this whole time. Everything that we heard from her, she's only been in abusive relationships. Right. And that she would either lose custody to somebody who is abusive or give custody to somebody that's abusive. Uh Only makes me think that this isn't the abuser. It's the only thing I can come up with because it, it just doesn't make sense. He's getting ready to leave the country. It would be an accompanied tour that he would be on, which Do you means think you could, she gave up custody because she couldn't afford to be the primary caregiver as a waitress. I don't know. I always think she's kind of been. I think she's always been a bit more than that. You know what? She seems like. And this is completely conjecture on my part. She seems like somebody to me who would hustle. Who could? Yeah, like she would be a. Yeah. A functional alcoholic. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. I believe that she probably would be somebody who could drink herself to sleep at night uh-huh. and get up four hours later and be at work uh-huh. and be productive at work. Uh-huh. I think relationship-wise, again, this is just my gut. My gut says she's bad at relationships. Yeah. But I bet you she's really somebody who... I see that too. Who works really well and hard. That she would go, I can't... This is going to sound bad. I can't seem to do anything else right, uh-huh. but I can control working. Uh huh. And, and then work hard, play hard. Right. That is. That's just a feeling I get because yeah, I, I got the same impression. I think you don't get offered to be, you know, at twenty nine with the hard life that she's lived. You know, people don't just offer you stuff. But when they see somebody, Big opportunities. yeah, when they see yeah. somebody walk in who's a good worker, very capable. Because you, I think, what do you think? You always think that you see somebody like that. And I've been around people like that in my industry where you've gone, man, this guy is so close. He has all the tools. Uh He just needs to get his life together. And I'm going to give him a chance. And maybe because I give him this chance, maybe it'll be enough to snap his personal life into place. Uh I am like, oh, for four in that (laughs) in that world. I mean, there's one you know about. I've still talked to him. I haven't talked uh-huh. to him in a couple of years. I can't find him, right? Really? Yeah, I can't find him. Wow. Um, and I've tried, you know, because people have Facebook and you do Messenger, but if people don't do that, and 
His phone. He's always changing numbers. He, he literally, his phone would change every six months or so. And then I'd finally hear from him, but I can't find him. And I'm reaching yeah. out to other people who would know where he's at. And he's somebody you would worry about because yeah. he falls off the wagon sometimes. Yeah. I mean, we had a point where he was sleeping in our construction office. Yeah. You know? In the winter. Right. <laughs> but I had him running a crew of 40 people. Right. You know, he couldn't get his own life together, but darn it, if that guy wasn't just a worker. Yeah. And not even a worker. He was smart and, you know, and insightful. And so, yeah. And then for him, it was great because he's a minority, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you don't always get opportunities. And he would be like, why are you doing this? I go, you know what? I think you just need, you need somebody to say yes. Or, you know, sometimes you just go, I just need to catch a break. Uh huh. But you, they catch a break, and and they still can't. And and Liz seems like that same person to me. Uh-huh. Like Liz could get a break, and it's still probably not going to work out for her because she's going to make a bad a bad dis- choice. And it could be just one, yeah, one bad choice, and then she's back again. You know, so that's maybe why I feel a bit for Liz. I know she's made bad decisions, and she's going to keep making bad decisions. I don't think she's a bad person. Right. Ed. Bad person. Bad person. <laughs> Ed's bad. Very self-serving. Ed's low character. Yes. Liz is troubled. And, and it's. And making bad decisions. And to me, it's so odd that he's of such bad character because his mom seems like, and his sister, both seem like the nicest Yeah. People. It's just weird. I mean, I think we know that people are individuals. I uh-huh. think even you see it with your own kids. They're a little different. Uh-huh. And they raised in the same house and you Had go with it. the same yeah. environment. Yeah. So you go, how did this one? And it, it leads you to believe that it's still. Choices. It is choices. And so I just root for Liz to, to make his, her first choice should be to get away from Ed. Yeah. You almost want like if she if you're going to be around an old dude, find Caesar. Right, right? somebody's gonna yeah do you right. Caesar's not going to get you in no trouble. No ill intent. Ed's going to get you in trouble. Caesar may not be the most exciting guy, and you're Ed sure- is self serving. Yes. Caesar wants to do everything in his power to lay the world at your feet. Yeah, a bit. But now he wants a couple of wives, evidently. Oh, boy. See, single life. I can't wait to see what happened with that. Yeah. What I want to see most of all, and there wasn't too much of Jenny and Summit in the family, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you this. You were sure hoping to see Mama. Yeah, I thought for some reason I did, and, you know, I guess there's- I said she won't, because she said that he's dead to her. I thought I saw her in the preview, but- it may have been a flash forward back thing, and or maybe I just willed it. It was probably the sister-in-law. It was just a flash. You know what I want? What? I want Christine's wife. Mm-hmm. They are married, I believe. I, yes, I'm not sure. they are. I want to see Christine's wife somehow get locked in a room with sister-in-law. And have, <laughs> and have and them ha- scrap it out? And have sister-in-law run her yapper. Uh-huh. And let's just see what happens. <laughs> you know? It's uh, Christine's uh, wife. 
Seems not, like she means business. Yeah, she doesn't have her rest face is not a pleasant one. A little vicious. Like yeah, that. I wouldn't. I would take her to a meeting that I thought would be going poorly, <laughs> because I think she would put some scare people. Yeah, I think she would put some fear in people. Her her eye. You just see her eyebrows are furrowed. She didn't smile. I mean, she mm-hmm. smiled day one, but in the, all the side interviews and during this thing, she she must she, be a nice person because. The daughter yes. is such a nice person. Obviously, appearances are just what they are. Right. She, but uh, <laughs> but she looks, she looks angry. like a biker. Yeah, she looks angry. <laughs> and so, and I think she's so much bigger than Christine. Uh-huh. I didn't notice it until they stood next to each other in the side interviews. She's a pretty big girl or Christine's pretty small. Or both. <laughs> Christine is so... Well spoken, yeah, and laid the case out for she them. Did. Yeah, but you think it did any good? No, no. Would it have mattered? No, no, not at all. Nothing. What do you think to Jenny being so forthcoming and forward about saying, "Well, we'll just move to the U.S." and yes, we are making plans. So, <laughs> and it's like, huh? So. <laughs> Was she speaking out of turn? Was she saying that just to to scare them? Do you think? No, I think she's completely serious. But they, I don't think they were and making plans. we know plans. that Samit doesn't agree, but he hasn't voiced it to her. He did it in the side mm. interview because he avoids confrontation. So and you we know that. You think on the side he's not like vetoed it? Not to her. He's probably voiced his objections. Yes. But not stop. This right. isn't going to happen. Right. Because he, de- you know, he lies in order to get out of confrontations, mm. right? So would it surprise you if he just changed the subject or, you know, avoided? Sure. He's going to wait. He's like a a 16, 17-year-old, 18-year-old kid. Right. Let's wait until... Let's not the, have this conversation. Let's wait until the last day, and maybe it'll go away. <sighs> maybe it just isn't real, and it'll work itself out. You know, remember, like, he didn't have his passport? Uh-huh, right. And all this time it happened? It's like that episode of Hoarding, not Hoarders, Buried Alive. It's, the yeah. like, the crappier version uh-huh. of, of uh, Hoarders. And, you know, what happens is you get three months. You said, all right, in three months, this is what's going to happen. And then two, what, a week before the deadline, they show up and you haven't done anything in the three months. And then and then you're all upset. You're all upset about uh, people throwing all your crap out. Mm-hmm. Well, this is Submit. Submit is that guy. He's going to wait until the last minute, no matter what. Christine seems to be the queen of diplomacy, though. She laid out their case very, very well. She did. I was surprised. I think Samit thought she'd come out swinging, and yeah, she did not. Yeah, he seemed nervous that they would say something inappropriate or inflammatory and would start an argument, but she's not that kind of person. I wonder if he was a bit afraid of their female female relationship and I'm how sure. that would be I viewed said to you i imagine dad's frowning upon that as well because they haven't said anything about that kind of relationship uh-huh. but if they have an issue with an age 
gap in the yeah. relationship. I'm guessing they're going to have a problem with yeah. that. Too. And I was thinking, man, maybe they should have left the wife at home because yeah. this is probably and if they expect him to take any advice from the daughter, then they probably shouldn't have brought the daughter's wife. Yeah, I don't think I again, I don't think any of it was going to help in, in any way. Yeah. But he's not going to respect anything she says. No, but it doesn't matter. I think they're all just – it's almost like uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake, right? Uh-huh. Everybody's afraid of Jen. Uh-huh. You know what? Everybody here is completely afraid of mom. Yeah. I mean she's got them – she terrorizes them. It's true. You can see it. Yeah, even the, the son. That dude the is – The son, a, the brother. At least Summit has gone away from the family and it, we, we kind of get on him about being – I don't know, kind of weak and wishy-washy. But boy, the the son and daughter-in-law are so far up their rear ends. It's crazy. I don't think he is. I think he does whatever the the sister-in-law wants, whatever his wife wants. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's married his mother. Yeah, it's exactly what he's done. You can see it. You're right about that. The first one to talk in all of that after after Christine laid her case out was the sister-in-law. Somebody should say, hey, you, out. Uh-huh. You know, it would be like... Um, well, you're right. And the and Smith's dad is so used to submitting to his wife that he doesn't interrupt the daughter-in-law either. I think... they're the same person. I'm going way back. It's like the movie Halloween. I think when... I think it's like... I think it's Halloween. Where, like, somebody pretends to be um, Jason's mother and, like backs him down this is what they need oh, you're talking about friday the 13th probably it could be friday the jason's 13th. friday the 13th. okay that's it's something like that and they pretend to be the mom and yell at him and whatever and he backs down this is what they need to do mm-hmm. somebody they in this scenario christine could probably act dominant yell at everybody <laughs> and get what she wants get the response they want you just need sister-in-law not around because if you just got with these two guys Brother and dad, they would comply. You'd have them leaving, agreeing to anything, and then you have it on tape. You go, see, this is what they agreed to. That's great. Couldn't they just deal with this relationship in silence? You would think. Well, I said to you, when she makes this, um, when Jenny makes this grand announcement about, well, we're kind of talking about making plans to go to the united states maybe we should just live there i said watch dad pipe up and say well i think that's a great idea we'd prefer that because mom has actually said that in the past Mm. that it would be easier if they did live in the u.s because like jenny said the family friends and neighbors wouldn't be seeing them together and then talking about it all the time that's not very nice of them either by the way what just if whoever, friends, family, whoever they are to right. be poking fun. Who even knows what's real and what's well, happening Well, they here? say it's a societal thing. There's been even that some it's rumblings. shameful to the family. There's been some rumblings, I think, in a past season that they were on, that they really were okay with the relationship. And this was all just for public show to make it seem like they weren't. So that they could save face in front of friends and family that were giving them the business. Oh, like privately they were okay with it? Yeah. But- there was some period where I th- – and, and I think even at Summit said you guys were okay with this. and At one point. Yeah, and it, but it really wasn't the case. 
Angela. I got mad at Billy right from the start. I don't yes. remember what the first scene was. I think the first scene may have been. No, I think the first scene was Kimberly and Usman or Jamal. But the first scene was Billy with Angela. And uh-huh. you know, Billy made me mad right at the beginning. Yeah. About they're make, kind of almost making fun of Michael being jealous of a guy on a dialysis machine. Uh huh. And you know that that has nothing. It's irrelevant. That has nothing to do with any of this. No. Period at all. And he really should have bowed out as soon as he realized that this was an issue. He should say to Angela, "I didn't know this was going to be this kind of a problem. Right. It would be best if we ended things between us." Right. You don't necessarily need you to delete each other from each other's address books right uh-huh. but the the deal would be let's stop intimate one-on-one discussions with each other right well what have i done in the past when some party involved has crossed a line you would kiss them i would and then then involve oh, yeah, you yeah, copy yeah. you on all communications yeah. going forward right that's right yeah yeah and that's yeah. as much like it's not even so uh, much between me and you because we trust each other. Yeah. It's really a message to the other person. My husband is the most important person in this conversation, and there's nothing I'm hiding. I gave you – not that you need my permission, but you asked about going to lunch with another dude this I didn't week. ask if I could. I You're said right, I wasn't going to because I didn't think it was appropriate. And I said I didn't have an issue with it. Right. And I still found a way that's to bow probably, out. Yeah, that's probably the best way to handle it. One, I, I'd i like to not say, hey, I don't feel comfortable with that, or that guy gives me the creeps or whatever. Uh-huh. Although we have joked about him before, <laughs> James, <laughs> muscular James. Uh-huh. Um, that's how you described friend. him. <laughs> so, but I don't feel I don't feel insecure about that at all. Or maybe I was just pretending, pretending not to be insecure. <laughs> But you did not have lunch with somebody. I did not. What really could Angela do? She said she's saving his life is what she oh, said. We forgot to talk about that on our personal podcast too. That would have been funny. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> we'll well, have to do now. it next week. Yeah, we, here's what we try to do is not bring too much of the personal podcast here. Right. So part of our – we talked about at the beginning our hours. Part of that is an hour a week pretty much we do a personal podcast where we – you know where people say, hey, we're going to take care of business – we try to get right started with the show. We figure if you want the show, that's what you're here for. If you want to hear uh, about two old people chasing people off their yard, off their lawn, <laughs> then that's what our personal podcast is for. <laughs> but we get right to the show, and we, look, we're a la carte. Right. I mean, so you can pick and choose what you, you want. You can pick hear and choose Real Housewife stuff, Real Housewife's Inside Scoop, our reality roundup where we go through the non 90 day TLC type stuff. And, and, but we have plenty of people who tell us that our personal podcast is what gives them their laughs. For the yeah. Week. So. Not our kids. No. No, not that. Although they laugh at how we handle our kids. Right. <laughs> but how is Angela saving his life? Yeah, she's not. She's just scrambling for something to say. Right. You know, it's like anybody. They speak. It makes Angela not so bright either. Because you, if you would think about anything that you would say, you'd go – and Michael calls her out right away. Exactly what are you doing to save his life? Yeah. You're not giving him a kidney. Right. And she said, you know I was a hospice nurse. What would you do if Angela came in as your hospice oh nurse? Oh, my goodness. I'd be reaching for the cord. Yeah. 
I have to end this now. Yeah. Can I have a cigarette? Maybe my last cigarette. I said, what is that smell? You know, she come in there reeking of cigarettes. Oh, I know. You can't get that out. No. You could tell when I'm around somebody with cigarettes. Yes, I smell it on somebody who's been around somebody with cigarettes. Right. But that didn't happen anymore. I, I, yeah. We've got some people on the construction sites that smoke, but Ugh. even those are in designated smoking areas now. Mm-mm-mm. But I don't know what she's supposed to do. She said, I'm very close to Billy because of your actions. <laughs> So she's just pinning it on him. Yeah, always. Your behaviors made me go get close to this guy. She reverses always everything. Her tone is completely different now. Yes. Yes, I think uh, I said, wow, look at that. He humbled her for once. That's the first time I've ever seen that. And I don't quite understand it. I think it's when you see something that you've never seen before. Yeah, she like, was I don't know what like to make a deer of it. in the headlights because she realized, hey – I'm always threatening to leave him, but he maybe could leave me. Does she? And it scared her. I think maybe she's so bold because she always had Michael there in the background. Uh huh. Like, like he's gonna hang on no matter what. Right. I got yeah. no matter. I can do whatever I want with with the doctor. And once she realized that he had his breaking point where he'd had enough. I mean, it doesn't change her. No. The same thing is gonna happen when. When he gets here. Yeah, when he comes to the States, because then he's going to be completely dependent on her again. Right. And the tables will be turned, and you start to see it even with the goofballs. Uh-huh. Although we're happy to see the goofballs. Yeah. The goofball scenes are great. And we know this one's going to go just like the others. Uh-huh. So somebody's going to get a drink thrown at them. They're going to roll their eyes at her and she's completely- gonna cuss them out. They're going to completely dismiss her. Disrespect her. They'll look at each other, roll their eyes, and they'll just make her so mad. Uh-huh. She so. says, though, that it, it can't bother her anymore because they're already married. Well, she's right. It shouldn't. Uh-huh. That doesn't mean it will. Right. Because it's her. Right. I just don't get her behavior. It, no. it throws me for a loop yeah. because I don't think she's even somebody who could pretend to be humble. Mm-hmm. Right. But she got that way real fast, didn't she? That's the first time we've ever seen that. And she even said in the side interview, it was because she realized, hey, maybe he could leave me. And I didn't I, like that. Yeah, this all this all confuses me. Yeah. We've seen her for a lot of years. I, it I don't... means that she's not used to anyone standing up to her. And he's been consistent and calm. Uh-huh. And he walked off. Right. Packed up his stuff, ready yeah. to go. I don't know. How about her sleeping with her jewelry on and all that? Yeah. Maybe she's afraid it would get stolen. Mm-hmm. So she wore it around her neck. You'd be clanking around in the night. Mm-hmm. You'd get it caught in the pillowcase yeah. and choke yourself to death. Yeah. I could see all that Bracelets happening. Bracelets especially, you know, catch on fabrics, sheets and stuff. Yeah. It just seems like a, you know what, it'd probably be an ordeal to put all that stuff on. She goes, I'm just not going through all this trouble. I can't see my neck, right? So I'm just not going to put this stuff on. Mm. I love, she said, they're all, I don't love them getting frisky. But when she said, ouch, Michael, that's my butt. (laughs) (laughs) I would hope that would be a joke because that would be something if the cameras were there. Uh-huh. And you put the covers over. I would hope that that would be it. Say we were doing a reality show 
I would love it if you could at least pull something like that. Uh-huh. At least come up with a joke. Uh-huh. That would be good. And that would be great if that was the joke. Kimberly and Usman. Speaking of, we were talking about Michael packing up his stuff. I can't get over that Kimberly was packing hangers. Yeah. I said, well, I don't think they have hangers. Because you remember seeing video before in an earlier episode. I think it was For when them? she visited him on the island. Well, they had these big clothes. hotel or something. Mm. And her stuff was hanging on something odd. It wasn't like mm. a, I don't like remember a that. clothes rack. It seemed like it was hanging on the side of a closet, mm. like a wardrobe or something. And so I don't think they hang up their clothes. So maybe she wouldn't have access to hangers but wanted to hang her clothes up. Here's what I, I do. Know. I go to Dollar General. I saw what she had. It looked like a montage Random of every stuff. hanger ever. And like maybe I'm just going to take one of every hanger ever made. Well, I'm thinking when she buys clothes, she takes the hanger. You know, some stores give you the option. Do you want the hanger? Do you not want the hanger? So maybe she always says yes. And so she has this. I get it collection of random hangers but then if i value those hangers you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to what is it well, you can get a, ba- a thing of 10 hangers the cheap yeah. plastic stuff yeah. from where dollar Walmart general or dollar what Tree. does that cost you well they've gone up a lot they used to be cheap you used to be well, able to still get cheap. You used to be able to get a 10 or 12 pack at dollar tree for a buck of course mm. now everything's dollar 25 and now you only get six hangers for oh. that. but like walmart a pack of uh, eight or ten hangers is like three bucks. Well, it's probably cheaper than two PS5s. Yeah. Do you okay. think Usman bought the second PS5? Well, wouldn't it have to be with her money? I mean, he's supposed to be selling music, so... I don't know. Are we in agreement then that she probably bought that PSI for him to give... I don't know. Jamal? You don't have an opinion? What do you think? What's your gut? Well, she acted like, oh, that was so thoughtful of him. Well, that doesn't mean she didn't. Right. So I don't know. <laughs> All right. I, in my mind, I'm going with she bought it. It would be like buying a a bull. Everybody, you know, and how about him? I didn't even think about He this. was really touched by it. Though. Well, I don't know. He was excited. He said it was full circle. So what did he say as we were going there? Like, I don't want Usman to put on a show because I can read people. Uh, I'm good yeah. at reading the room. Yeah. I'm excellent at this. And and he said something to Usman kind of the same. You know, I could tell if you're just acting. Uh-huh. And then he pulls out the PS5. Yeah, and then it's and all hunky-dory. Yeah. Hey, maybe we could be friends. <laughs> just Way look, to a young man's heart. It's a bad look. But he's not that young. You know, we talk about him. I, I know he's younger he than we are. He looks young. But he's 34, Kelly. Uh-huh. If he's Mr. Relationship, he's 34. He doesn't, I mean, we don't know his past. We talked about an inside scoop. Uh, one of the things we talked about was him and Veronica possibly yeah, being a couple. that's something. But they don't live near each other. That's she's, He's in New York or San Diego. I think he bounces back and forth with whatever he's doing, right? Uh-huh. And what she's in North do, Carolina. I don't remember. I I just don't. I'm not good enough that I can remember what everybody's kids does also. So it's either he's re-gifted the PS5 
Oh, oh. no, I don't think he did that. <laughs> no, he's a guy himself. He's not giving it up. Hmm. He's got to be doing something when she's not there. Is that all we do now? Yes. It's all our grandson does when he's well, not working. That's all we do. Yeah. You know, Pedro had this gaming set up. And that's just it. This is probably a problem, isn't it? Yes. I mean, in general. It's what society's So how to. do other so, things then get done? Is this so why... digitally dependent. Is this why cars don't get sold? Is yes. this why I mean, we're talking now in our house. Things yeah. that we personally, our kids don't do. Right. Right. Because of this. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I... That wow. and TikTok. <laughs> yeah, those things. Is that it? Yeah. We are old. If you want to know what we talk about, I guess this is stuff we talk about on our personal podcast. What the kids are doing. <laughs> I mean, Jamal gets all the love. The only one who gets more internet love than Jamal is Christine from Sister Wives. <laughs> everybody loves Christine now and everybody Gosh. loves Jamal. Jamal's so attractive. Well, Jamal, Jamal, Jamal. Whatever. So the big news here is that Usman never talked to his brother about the adoption. Wow. That was such a shocker. But I said giving him the benefit of the doubt, maybe this is so culturally acceptable that it won't be a shock. But the preview shows it to be a shock. Yeah, brother says, huh? Like the brother never saw this coming. Uh-huh. What I thought while the show was happening, I told I you. I said to you that I bet it was brother's idea when he told him that uh, he couldn't get his green card if he was a polygamist. That brother said, I'll convince mom if you'll take my kid and he, give him a better life we, in America. We had essentially already started our podcast. Yeah. Like we're watching the show and we went, oh, this makes sense. This deal was already done. Right. Before this. This, this was brother's idea. Yes. This is how they got mom's approval. Right. And then an hour later we find out that. Yeah, that was disappointing because well, I was looking forward to having that conversation. It's probably. I felt it would, very, in, like I had a very insightful thought. Right. I love when that happens. It would have been like Hookergate for us. Yeah, right. Breaking news. Usman had deal before all this went down. Uh-huh. And then we'd be wrong again. Right. Breaking right in the middle of it. If we stopped it. I love that, um, you know, their embrace at the airport, Usman and Kimberly's, uh-huh. was a very special. Special embrace. It was. It was um, very uh, authentic. Yes, lots of kisses and not long, passionate tongue kisses. Yeah, not Angela attack. Let's go get in the bed, kind of thing. Right. It. It was hu- genuine when they- excitement at being together. Again. And when they hugged, they rocked. And then they separated and said a few words, and then they hugged again, and they rocked back and forth in an awkward way, like, to watch. Meaning, uh-huh. like, we felt like I was seeing something I shouldn't see. Uh-huh. And so, so did Jamal. Yeah, he said, I threw up in my mouth. <laughs> I think I threw up in my mouth. Uh, you know what? That makes me upset. Yeah. Because was he not happy to see? His he, mom be happy. Their it age, was sweet. Their age difference isn't that much. Yeah, I mean, it is still an issue, but still, I mean, 
to see your mom that happy? Yeah. If you're going to be that involved in your mom's relationship, uh-huh. and this is something that's going to make you throw up in your mouth, I hope you were saying that for the sake of the TV show. Yeah, he's not 12. Yeah, he's 34. Yeah. Let's stop with this. One, I'm not sure you should be involved in the decision-making about whether or not they adopt. Right, that too. I'm thinking you should back off, Colt, Debbie. Yeah, because that's for them to work out. Right. Who? I mean, to well, me— How does that affect him? I, I know this is going to piss everybody off, but who the hell is Jamal in this? Yeah. Why does anybody need your permission or approval? Mm-hmm. I get it, right? Because she said if he didn't want it to happen, she wouldn't do it. This is not the. This is not good behavior. No. You, for your son to have, for your thirty-four-year-old son to have veto approval. Yeah. At what age does veto approval stop? I don't know. Fifteen. Is there an age where you go? Look, my kid doesn't like you. Yeah, I don't know. It's I've probably different. For I've me, it's different between situation. boys and girl kids. Yeah. I think any girl that's living in your house and has veto power over your stepdad, probably, in some way, you probably ought to think about it. Right. But for a grown 34-year-old to have veto power <laughs> is lives cra- in another state. It's cramp. And, yeah. of course, all you got to do is give him a PS5. So you give him a new gaming system. How often does one of those do one of those come out? Oh, two years. Well, I mean, like the one he got. I mean, they came out what last Christmas, but you still can't get them. I mean, it's very, very hard. Oh, you still can't get one. No, they're in short supply. Mm. I'll take that off my Christmas list. Uh, Well, Hayden finally got himself one, but he says he got in on one of the. Releases, but I'm guessing he overpaid to get sure, one because that's, that's the only is. way you can get one. Yeah, still, <laughs> yes, that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good idea. It lets you inflate the prices. So right. I guess that's if you're going to have something. Like you remember the cell phone store down the street where right. I had everybody's tablets and stuff repaired. Mm-hmm. Um, that place had them, but they wanted like three times the price, and a guy in front of me paid that. I couldn't believe it. It's I trust. said, wow, you're really going to pay that? He was like, yeah, you know, it's a weakness or something. something. I'm sure our son probably did the same. He found one he and did the same did. thing somewhere else. Hmm. Well, I don't know. They all seem to get along. A PS5 and whatever archery game they were playing, and everybody's pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. They all get along fine. Just buddies. Yeah. Hmm. It is something else. You know, man and their competitiveness. Yeah, but we all get along then. Yeah, bonding. Yeah. I don't know. I just see a lot of Colt and Debbie in here. I know they don't fight, but I just don't like his, his just the way. Well, he's not disrespectful to her like Colt is. No, I agree. At all. But I still get that vibe. But, you know, I get that it stems from, we know from Inside Scoop, she's had some pretty crazy, off-the-wall, toxic, relationships before she's like with inmates she's made some not great decisions right so so you can understand him being leery of her choice of men yeah so the rest of this week the the schedule should be and this is a typical schedule if you just listen to us for 90 day there's so many other things that happen somewhere Tuesday, Wednesday, you're going to see a reality roundup come out from us. It'll have sister wife, single life, 
um, Little People, Big World, and Love During Lockup. That's what you're going to see. Those four shows are covered on Reality Roundup. And then Thursday, you should see our Double Housewife show. This has got Potomac and Salt Lake in it. Now, I think on Friday, you'll see a double inside scoop. We put out a Real Housewives inside scoop. And then what is 90 Day Fiance and our Reality Roundup um, inside scoop kind of combined. So it's all those TLC shows put together in one inside scoop. And that's rumor, gossip, innuendo, and half-truth and conjecture on our part. I just had a thought. And then, let me finish, and then, because we are going, I am from Michigan, and we live in Dallas, and the Stars and the Red Wings are playing on Saturday, so our goal is to get everything out before Saturday, so all that I get to do in our personal podcast on the weekend is brag about the Red Wings beating the Stars. I don't think so. Well, we'll we'll see. One of us will be very happy. Watch it be a tie. But this (laughs) nice thing is, in hockey now, there are no ties. There's a shootout at the end. Yay. So if we go to we go to some stars games and I wear stars stuff, but when the Red Wings are in town, it's different. So I'll be in a Red Wings jersey, she'll be in a stars jersey. Yeah. So well, you, I got a whole stars outfit. Whatever. I got leggings yeah. and I got a jacket and I got a t shirt. This, this is you who snored when I was talking sports uh-huh. a couple of podcasts ago. The stars are exempt from yeah, all hockey school. If you talk. don't watch hockey, if you're in a in a town with hockey, it can be minor league. Go go to a hockey game. Yeah, you will find that there's no better uh, sport to see better. live, it's and great. it's because of fan, the fans. Yeah. Really, fan interaction is yeah. great. So Exciting. Do that. I've hopefully then distracted you from whatever your thought was. No, nope, no. Nope. My what? thought is, man, I wish a Handmaid's Tale on Hulu was a reality show because I would so add it. People do that kind of stuff too. But you know, we don't have time. So my thought is, we don't have time. Maybe Joy and I should do you our could. own little podcast next year when the last season of A Handmaid's Tale. Comes. We could put Handmaid's Tale out there. I could produce your podcast because we actually have a whole one-on-one conversation, blow by blow, and watch this together. I'm sure <laughs> there are those podcasts out there. Joy is a if you Joy you listener of ours. More than that, Joy was friend. our co-host <laughs> for the week that Kelly was out of town. So that is Joy. Yes. And for me, even though I'm co-hosted with her, um, she's Kelly's friend. Yes. And so <laughs> introduced by the podcast. Yes. So we will let you go. It's enough personal business at the end. Um, stick around. Like I said, we get in four weeks. You get over two hours of additional content for three ninety nine. It's in the show notes, but we have a Patreon, we have a Supercast, and we have an Apple channel. The cost is the same for all of them. There's no tiers. We offer no additional special content, and all of this stuff you will you do not hear other than what you're listening to now. There's no commercials in anything yeah. that we do. For two reasons. One, we hate commercials. We hate. And two, uh, I'm watching all these darn shows. I don't have time to pedal. I mean, I get offers and stuff that come in, right? But yeah. I don't, we don't spend any time. Um, actually, some decent ones. So, I mean, yeah. that's been kind of fun, but we are never going to do commercials. So, yeah. um, that's it. That's all I got. 
enjoy. Um, what I'm looking forward to t- t- is tomorrow is single life tell all part two. Mm-hmm. That part one was pretty good. So it was pretty we good. look forward to part two. We did that as our lead for reality roundup this time. And we'll probably do that again because we put our sister wife stuff behind the paywall because people seem to get a little upset about uh, our, <laughs> our position. Yeah. We don't necessarily give Christine a free ride. No. Not that Cody gets a free ride no. either, but Christine doesn't. She, she is does an not. equal contributor yes. to this mess At of least. their family. So stick around for that. Subscribe. Listen. Um, it's all right here. Thank you for listening. You can listen to additional episodes by subscribing to our Coupled with Chaos channel on Apple, by subscribing to our Patreon, or by subscribing to our Supercast for $3.99 a month, where you can hear us talk about reality shows, real life, and more on our podcasts, covering shows airing on TLC, A&E, Bravo, and the WE Network. Just follow the instructions in the show notes, tell your friends about this podcast, and rate and review us on your favorite podcast player. Follow us at Coupled with Chaos on all the socials or contact us directly by email at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com. 